This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, I'm Grace Ho, Insight Editor for The Straits Times. You're listening to In Your Opinion, a podcast series by The Straits Times that takes a hard look at social and political issues of the day. Now, we've all heard about million-dollar HDB resale flats. To ensure that HDB flats remain affordable and to encourage prudent borrowing amid the rising interest rate environment, a slew of new measures were announced on September 30th. One of the measures is a wait-out period of 15 months before private property owners are allowed to buy a non-subsidized HDB resale flat. The Minister for National Development has said that this is a temporary measure that will be reviewed based on overall demand and market changes. Here to help us understand the thinking behind the measures, as well as their impact, is Tanti Kuhn, the country manager of Property Guru Singapore. Welcome to the show. Hi, Grace. Dr. Tan, can you tell us why the latest moves are necessary and why they're taking place now, given what's happening in the economy and also given both the domestic and global housing situation? Well, firstly, I believe uh, prices have continued in the upward trajectory despite uh, interest rate heights. So the latest property cooling measures are introduced to ensure individuals do not overstretch their finances and over-leverage to finance their homes, while at the same time maintaining the integrity of the financial system. And that is why uh, updates on the floor rates of TDSR as well as MSR moved 0.5% upwards in order to reflect the current uh, interest rate situation. Uh, At the same time, uh, this will provide sufficient buffers Uh, when interest rates are actually now between 2.7% to 3.35%. These measures were also introduced to manage affordability uh, for properties, particularly of HDB uh, flats. According to our property market reports, the sale price index for HDB resale flats actually climbed some 22 points from 110 points in the first quarter of 2020 Uh, to 132 points in the second quarter of 2022. Uh, That's a 20% increase in overall HDB resale flat prices since the start of the pandemic. Now, this move also corroborated with the HDB resale price index uh, for the same period, which increased some 24%. Then, of course, uh, like you mentioned earlier on, we Uh, see a rise in the number of million-dollar HDB flats being transacted in the first nine months of this year, uh, 266 versus 259 for the entire 2021. So I believe that the latest slew of measures uh, is timely and incisive. Right. And as you've mentioned, you know, these measures are really aimed at slowing the flow of hot money from, in particular, private home downgraders and on-block sellers who have been snapping up these larger million-dollar flats. So, I think just to provide some background for our listeners, previously, private residential property owners looking to buy a non-subsidized HDB resale flat did not have to serve a wait-out period, but would need to sell their private properties within six months of the HDB flat purchase. But with this new move, why 15 months? Why not 12, 8, 9, whatever? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think the wait-out period is uh, intentionally targeted at uh, moderating demand. Uh, 
and likely the time taken for the affected parties to source for alternative accommodation. So uh, I would imagine uh, at this point in time with this particular 15 month without period staring at the private property owner who is going to sell and perhaps downgrade to a HDB resale flat, he's going to ask, so what do I do in order to wait out this 15 months? Am I going to uh, lease a property uh, traditionally? Or I could go to a co-living space, uh, which means that I have to intentionally live with a community of others at that space. Uh, or I can move in to stay with my parents or relatives. So that will take some time. Given that it would take around three to six months, for example, to find a rental property of suitable size and budget, uh, given that uh, the current rental market is extremely robust, right? And with that, um, uh, the wait-out period for uh, 15 months ensure that downgraders from private properties would have ample time to relocate while perhaps simultaneously actually putting their existing private property out for sale. Now, for the tenancy period, it's likely to be at least a year or more because uh, landlords are unlikely to prioritize uh, requests for a minimum three months stay, all right, or even for HDB uh, flat subletting, uh, minimum six months. Yeah, because it means uh, affecting the security of rental income for the landlord. So very likely, um, they will have to take a year. And so if you put all these together, 15 months is actually a relatively reasonable period to accommodate all these uh, possible uh, decisions. So that's it. I think this um, revised wait-out period is a temporary measure to relieve pressure in the HDB market and will be reviewed again eventually. Speaking of temporary measures, do you think that the move itself is still too draconian given that these headline-grabbing in flat sales accounted for just 1.4% of total HDB resale transactions as of September? Uh, in my view, Grace, the move is well-calibrated to prevent equity-constrained buyers from over-leveraging without significantly impacting the property market. And uh, truth be told, the measures are not just targeted at the million-dollar flats, but uh, the entire market. Because the next price tier, right, the 850000 to $1 million, uh, uh price uh, flats are going to be the, the next to become million-dollar flats. And so uh, this will also mean that the overall market value of HDB flats could rise rapidly and affect the affordability of all HDB flats. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation with my guest. So you mentioned earlier other measures you know, announced to ensure prudent borrowing, for example, raising the medium-term interest rate floor used under the total debt servicing ratio and mortgage servicing ratio frameworks to compute borrowers' maximum loan quantum for residential property loans granted by private financial institutions to 4% per annum, interest rate floor of 3% per annum to compute a borrower's eligible housing loan amount, and of course, lowering the LTV limit for HDB housing loans from 85% to 80%. Now, that the medium term interest rate floor of 3.5% used to compute the TDSR was recalibrated came as no surprise, 
given that mortgage rates already exceeded 3% in recent months. And if you leave it unadjusted, it's going to increase borrowers' financing risks. So HDB data has showed that prices of larger resale flats, such as five-room and executive flats, have been rising much faster than smaller flats over the past year. Do you think that all these measures taken collectively will slow this trend and push more demand to four-room and smaller flats? I think the point I'm making is, could this actually create the unintended effect of making your smaller flats more unaffordable and you're simply shifting the problem from a bigger to a smaller flat? Based on our consumer sentiment study, uh, the need for more personal space remains the top reason for Singaporeans looking for a new home. In fact, uh, we have had... uh, property seekers already owning a home and still uh, renting an additional studio or one better uh, as an add-on because now uh, the hybrid working from home uh, uh, is beginning to uh, take effect, right? It is going to be a permanent uh, change into the way we work uh, into the future. And and because everybody is going to be at home at the same time, and uh, depending on whether there are going to be further measures taken for safe management right, into the future, uh, it is prudent for them to have additional space. So if people are looking for more personal space, whether it is for working from home or whether it is because uh, they need more space for the children, they aren't going to uh, decide suddenly to look for smaller Uh, places just because of this or smaller flats just because of this. So uh, we don't expect a big shift in the demand for smaller flats. Instead, we think that larger flats in less popular areas or older condominiums may start receiving more attention. So furthermore, uh, extending the wait-out period would have influenced some homeowners to reconsider downgrading to a HDB resale flat. So the only group less affected will be those uh, 55 years and above uh, as they have access to various housing options uh, such as smaller private homes, HDB flats with a shorter lease and even community care apartments for those 65 and above all moving in with their children. Speaking of private homes, what do you think would be the effect on private home sales? For example, is there likely to be a difference in how the executive condominium new condo and resale condo markets respond. Yeah, so Grace, as with every property curb, a slowdown in the market can be expected in the medium term. So buyers would take time to digest the new measures, evaluate how these measures affect their plans and determine their next best steps forward. So we anticipate that prospective buyers would take a longer time to commit to home purchases translating to a slowdown in sales as the negotiation process extends. Now, that said, we think that ECs are likely to do better given their lower pricing and the housing grants that are available to eligible buyers compared to the newly launched or private resale properties. So the recent sales of Copen Grand uh, at Tengah, right? is uh, evident that EC sales continue to do well uh, despite cooling measures. After all, buyers can pay 20% down payment, defer the rest to TOP uh, and after. And this will mean that they don't have to take a mortgage loan immediately. Uh, And they can buy some time for interest rates to moderate uh, in the years uh, ahead. And for ECs, they will shed their status as an EC and becomes a C, a condo, uh, 10 years uh, after that. Uh, 
And so they will be able to have that upside story uh, of capital appreciation as well. And can we anticipate a boon for the rental market? I think the 15-month wait-out period will divert some of those who sold their private properties already towards the rental market. Yeah, if they have no other means of squeezing, for example, with their in-laws or their parents, uh, expats moving to Singapore and locals turning to rent to address their need for personal space, as I mentioned uh, earlier, will also contribute to the robust leasing market. However, the jury is still out on whether it will affect the future rental demand, given that the housing supply for next year and the construction completion rate of new developments, including BTOs, are improving. Given all these moving pieces, what are some of the indicators which the government might look at in deciding whether or not demand has cooled and therefore it's time to discontinue the temporary measures? Well, I think a few. It could be GDP, so that we know where the prices are running ahead of uh, economic fundamentals, uh, property prices certainly, <laughs> and of course, household debt. Another indicator would be the number of flats coming up for minimum occupation period, especially in areas such as the outside central region, uh, because this will gauge the upgrader uh, demand for the private residential market. It will be interesting to see how the government will pivot when the number of minimal occupation period flats uh, in the coming years actually will come down. Um, as early as 2023, we are going to see only 15,700 uh, flats coming to MOP and in 2024, 13,000. On that note, thank you, Dr. Tan, for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap for In Your Opinion, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm Grace Hurl. Don't forget to share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read my articles or check out the opinion section of The Straits Times, we have links in our podcast text description below. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.